nobody, no person, no entity, no organization can become better without possibly having to destroy what they were. There's somebody out there that thinks it Shit. is. Yeah, yeah, we should change it to something like that, though. Look, okay, choosing a band name was the worst thing it ever. Is. Okay, and so to give my example, um, me and Joe, we just sat and just shouted names back and forth in the chat for like for <laughs> two months or so Streams. until we came to, I just said Rivers, and he's like, I like that, okay, and, and I regret it. The second we put out our EP, I realized you can't fucking find it. <laughs> you cannot find Rivers if you search that on the internet. You can't type in Rivers Band and find the band Rivers. You type in Rivers and you find anything else. Any song that ever mentioned Rivers, you find Eminem song lyrics. You, everything but Rivers, okay? So you have to type in every like song title pretty much to find us. Well, well we, we kind of sort of have that issue now with this uh, mm -hmm. with this name. And we had the same issue as far as finding a name. But like if you look up Viedma online, you'll find nothing about us. Really? At all. You'll find the actual name Viedma, which is, I believe, it's either it's either a region or an actual volcano or both. Okay. In South America, so like you see a shit ton of political posts, mm -hmm. like a bunch of things about like volcanoes and subglacial and this and that. But the minute you type Viedma music, it's all there. It's there, yeah. But that's better than some of the other names that we had in mind. Right. Like a similar thing to what you said. Um, I won't say who suggested what name, but some of the names that we went through were a uh, <laughs> Bone Train. Most Ooh. of these were jokes. Wow. Um, omniscient group. Hmm? Uh, <laughs> shit, I can't even remember. It was, it's a long list that we still go back to just to laugh. Yeah. <laughs> Bone Train, yeah. That, that was, was that like one of the first names you guys thought of? I don't know. Because um, that I, sounds like, like, like a really awful way to start like, naming bands. <laughs> I mean, but it also seems like that's the way it starts out, like with a bunch yeah, of jokes. Yeah, you know? no, we would, I, I think that we had like 14 names just right. tossing it. And I will say that I believe Bone Train was my drummer's idea. Okay. And we still reference it every now and then. Any other, like every other song, one of us is like, why don't we name the song Bone Train? <laughs> <laughs> Has nothing to do homage, man. Yeah. Yeah. He did convince me to write a song about getting fucked. So. Okay. Okay. That's actually one of the ones that's on the EP. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Huh, we'll have to get into that yeah. very soon. But first, I want to know, what does Viedma exactly mean to you? Everything. Everything. Um, I'm, I'm going to be 35 in December. Mm -hmm. I want to say that I've been doing music, trying to do music, since I was like 17, I want to say. Um, I went through, you know, like different smaller bands when I lived in Puerto Rico. I moved here. I was briefly in a band called um, Submental. We play like one show, mm -hmm. and uh, I joined as a guitarist. Anyway, long story short, it's uh, it's everything. As weird as it sounds, as textbook as it sounds, like it's it's been cathartic for me. Mm -hmm. You know, I've just like a um, bunch of other people. We've been through shit. We've had times of doubt, times of <laughs> not feeling like you have control over anything. And sorry, I'm just living vicariously through you right now. <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a common thing to feel. And Literally like, up until about two months ago, I, I was about to pull the plug on the entire thing. So, mm -hmm. yeah. uh, The Myriad was the first band I'd ever recorded. Mm -hmm. And uh, they had an amazing guitarist back then, but the guy was like one of the worst like human beings, you know. Um, so it just wasn't working out for the project. Their singer's amazing. Uh, Brian just really knows how to craft like a song and lyrics, um, and they could not get a full band together. And like you said, up until a few months ago, they still had not had a full band together. 
So now, and we unveiled the band May of 2017. Mm-hmm. Nice, with a full song and an arsenal of songs. Yeah, it's one thing after another. So. Yeah, and this year I, I can I can relate on the nth level of just how it could quickly be derailed mm-hmm. and. You either find somebody that can replace, but they're equally a cesspool of a human, or, oh, yeah, I could play that. And a month later, they don't have the first riff down. It's like, yeah. yeah. Way to waste our time, dude. So. Yeah. And I almost feel like that's worse. Cause, oh, like, you, like, oh you, 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 wasted, you wasted a month of yeah. us trying to progress. Like, I, I started telling people, like, when I, I mean, I don't want to make this about me, but no, I, it got to the point where, uh, people that would hit me up or that I would find uh, like a lead guitarist that was our main focus I would send them our toughest song and be like if you can't play this mm-hmm. just tell me I'll 100% be like okay that's cool I can't play mm-hmm. the leads for it either and let's move <laughs> on yeah. Yeah. if you honestly think you could learn it in a decent amount of time if you could play that you could play our other stuff and mm-hmm. I finally had some people oh no I can't I can't and then and yeah, yeah, that's that's even what I did when I was looking for a drummer, a uh, official drummer for Rivers. Was like I messaged, like I said, like 150 people if on you had Facebook. A drum kit, if, you, I'm talking to you. if you had a picture of you <laughs> on a drum kit, I had you. I was in your inbox. Is I that a high hat? You. I messaged you. That's it. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure, <laughs> but, but like, I was standing next to it. I don't care. You play. <laughs> can you can you do this? Yeah. No. And sure. and I messaged like literally 150 people. Josh Harris posted like something about drummers I could play to a click one I think night. I remember he seen that. Yeah, and I, I messaged that too. <laughs> I messaged every single drummer on that list. I think I shared that as well. Yeah, every drummer on that list got a message from me, and I think I got three responses, mm-hmm. two videos. And one guy that could play the song, and I I sent him the hardest song that I could that we had. I'm like, if you yeah. can play this, I know you can do the rest. Are you in for it? Well, I mean, we've to kind of pull the veil up. Like we've we haven't talked about it, but we have on and off look for a second guitarist. Mm-hmm. Like we don't like the whole re- like rhythm, uh, rhythm and lead thing. Yeah, and we've like we've met some amazing people, amazing guitarists, like people that we know could just fucking go with it. And just like you said, you know, you give them the, the absolute hardest thing, and it's like if you can if you can make it with that, you can make it with the easiest thing we have. And it's it's never been something where we've heard it and we're like, no, you suck. Yeah. It's never been something where it's like, yeah, you're great, but you're a shit human being. It's just we've known each other for so long that if if everything just doesn't click, can't do it. Yeah, it's like chemistry or not. Yeah, yeah. Like if we if we can't invite you into the house and just sit down and lose ourselves. Mm-hmm. We we got a new friend. Right. We'll help you find something else. Mm-hmm. Like we'll bring you into the fold as far as like the the scene, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. And if you really want to play, we'll we'll find somewhere for you to go. It's not going to be with us. Right. Love yeah. you to death. We're friends. We have made friends like that. It just it's nothing against them. Right. I won't say names. Like no issues with anyone whatsoever. It just it didn't pan out. Yeah. So. And like I definitely agree with that. Like there's so many people that message me. Like you know they're like, oh, do you know any bands? Is your band looking for another guitarist? Whatever it is, and I just like even helped him. Like you know just try and send anybody that I know just towards any band that I think they might fit in. Like you know I'm like this band's looking for whatever you know, because yeah. like I feel like there's this hoarding. You know uh, like a hoarding of like talent. 
certain people don't want to like share that they have found somebody who has talent and let them out of their bedroom kind of thing. Cause like one day maybe I'm going to need that guitarist, you know, like I'm put you on the shelf just in case. <laughs> exactly. Like you're going to be on the shelf in case I need that. <laughs> like, and, and then people that have talent don't get out there because yeah. you know, like the, the lifelines that they did have just aren't actually lifelines, you know? And that in of itself sucks. Cause it's like, You've heard of Varinger, for instance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, I've known Tyler for a long time. I've known, well, most of the band I haven't known for that long. But like we like we uh, mentioned before we started, Zach and I were in a different band, mm -hmm. and we met Tyler through that band. And like going with with uh, what you're saying as far as like hoarding and like almost, I don't want to say holding other bands back, but like not sharing the wealth. As yeah, well. yeah. Like Varinger and Withering Earth. Though, like those were some of the bands that when we started with Viedma, they were the ones that were like, "Fuck yeah, I don't know what this sounds like. I know you guys as people. I know what you guys can do. We're gonna headline the show. We're gonna get you a spot." Right. And that's mm -hmm. how it started. Yeah. Like our first show was at Uncle Lou's in front of seven people. Second show was we opened for Mushroom Head. Damn. Yeah. Third show was at Bombshells, and people still talk about that show. Mm -hmm. And it was just it was a great show. Right. I think it was a uh, us Varinger Demon Fuck. Shit, I don't even remember. It was an yeah. amazing show. And uh, now it's to the point, I'm sure you know, I'm sure you know, where we have bands that are coming out now, and at least the way I see it, it's like, I want to pay that forward. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. there's there's a couple bands out there, I won't say names, not going to show favoritism, but there's a couple bands that I see being those next people that everyone's going to talk about. Mm -hmm. Just like how, thankfully to them, bands like that saw us as the next, people, next band that people are going to talk about, and it's happening. Right. Yeah. So it's like, just and share it, pay it yeah. for it. Yeah, and it's like, I feel like the scene doesn't grow, and because the scene doesn't grow, then the bands in the scene don't get exactly. to grow, you know? We grow together or we fall apart. Exactly, like, so, yeah, I mean, there's there's exceptions, you know? There's like a band or two that just breaks into like the, oh, the yeah. market. If but you're a dick, you're a dick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that's, that's simple. If you're a piece of shit, you're a piece of shit. Yeah, I mean, like, but there's bands that they break out and they get into the market and stuff, like, mm -hmm. and people get to know them, but it's just like, locally... You, you either stay in the, the the click or you're just like you know not, then you you destroy the scene you know, yeah. and it's kind of like that like um that silence is complacency kind of thing you know yeah. and you're just just accepting that kind of like you were saying like bringing bands up kind of thing and that's it's really important. That's the most important thing we have. Like I mean look look at bands like Death, uh, Trivium. Yeah. I mean, even you can even look at bands like Massacre, for instance, like way the old, like the old school. They all came up, not the same time, mm -hmm. but there was a community. Right. Bands like that were the ones that made it. Yep. So it's like, who's to say that, for instance, Rivers isn't going to be, not the next Trivium, obviously, but who's to say that Rivers isn't going to be the band that in four or five years you guys fucking blow up. Mm -hmm. You get signed by Sumerian or Roadrunner, whoever you want to go for. Or you don't get signed, whichever. Hopefully not Sumerian these well, days. But. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm <laughs> where they're going, I don't know. It's <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just throwing names out there. <laughs> yeah, I know. But it's like, if me or us as a group mm -hmm. could, even with just like one share, even if just like one post, one tag, hey, you have a new EP out, let's share that. Yeah. Like, even if we haven't seen you guys play, I've, I think I've seen you guys play like twice. Mm -hmm. So, I've seen you play in the other bands. So, I'll admit, I've never seen you play. 
You haven't. <laughs> I haven't seen Yeah, no, like, I, I met you today. Yeah. I'll be honest. That doesn't matter. The Myriad has never played a show. Rivers has played, I think, four or five shows yeah, but, in a year and a half. But so, yeah. I've, I've, I've seen what you've done in Catch on the Ride. Right. I've seen what you've done with Kill the Imposter. Mm-hmm. So, like, I know, for instance, no offense to you, because no. I'm sure, you know, I'll hear it, I'll be like, fuck. But, like, I know that without dick writing, if, you, if you're doing something, I want to hear that. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you if you have a project going on and you announce that you have something coming out, I want to make sure that people hear about that. Right, right. I agree, and I appreciate that. Yeah. And that's one thing I've noticed about, like, you apart from other people in, like, you know, the community is, like, there's no... You're not like, you know, trying to like that hoarding of talent thing. You're not like, oh, that's a talented band. I can't share that. You know, it's like if that band released something and you support it, Mm -hmm. you're going to share it. And and I think that's really important for the scene in general and for other uh, musicians to to realize, you know, because it's not all about I just can only share my material. You know, that doesn't work. People don't only care about you. (laughs) Yeah. People have preferences Mm -hmm. like. Your fan base may hate my band, so. Right. But if you have, but from like a quote unquote business standpoint, if you have a hundred fans, and Rivers has a hundred fans, Myriad has a hundred fans, and those two hundred people listen to RDP, there's a good chance that maybe twenty out of out of each one is gonna like us. Mm-hmm. Cool. Thank you. I appreciate it. Let's grow from that. Yeah, yeah. There's but, there's crossover definitely. Yeah. Like we're so in the what? same community, you know. Yeah. And even so, like if you know, like maybe we might be two totally different bands or something, but if we play like you know a show together, that our crossover of fan base mm-hmm. or like our just like 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 friend groups are going to at least just in like connect, you know. And I think that's what music and like being in the community is about is like having that connection, yep. you know. And if Two people that would have never met met because our bands played a show together then that's awesome you know and that that's what music in of itself is about in my mm-hmm. opinion. like we if you had but we have a show on the 24th right and if you like if you were to look at the bands that are playing you wouldn't totally expect them to play a halloween show let alone let alone a halloween show together mm-hmm. it's us orange dawn the valley ritual the dev and the dude damn all yeah. great bands right like we've actually played with every one of them except the valley ritual and i'm hyped for that because we've never played with them yeah but we've played with every single one of them but it's been something where like we've been the odd ones out right we're like the dev for instance are a great band but they you wouldn't expect to hear the dev and vietnam on the same lineup right yeah so Definitely. that's why like i mean we couldn't get a national this year because of covid so we got with Clint and we're like, fuck it, we'll just get the best local bands we can right now and just mix it up. Yeah. Something for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm, that, I'm excited for that one. And that definitely is like an interesting group of bands that's like nobody really sounds anywhere near the same. And like, it, that's just a good, uh, well rounded show, I think. Thank you. That's really cool. You can thank Clint for that, <laughs> getting those people together. Wait, thank you, Clint. Clint, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Clint Printer, Monica Mojo Records, all rights reserved. <laughs> a little TM thing, whatever that means. There you go. That's trademark. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that um, makes sense. <laughs> it's a brand. It's a brand. And as a fan of music in general, I actually like going to shows where twenty bands don't sound the same. Mm-hmm. It sounds like one damn long song. Like I like variety. <laughs> uh, and there are some times that I'm like, what are these guys doing on a bill? Because it's completely like out of the element and then you could tell like the the hardcore leaders are like ah this is way too soft and yeah. clean singing what is this like right. go the fuck outside okay. and have a cigarette exactly come back, come back in 40 minutes you're like what you <laughs> next yeah yeah, yeah. Now, I think one of the most memorable shows I'd ever been to was uh, probably the most they were all heavy bands mm-hmm. 
more or less, but it was just really diverse in the types of heavy bands. So it was like Glass Cloud, okay. Monuments, um, was it Era, okay. Reflections, and then there was Scale the Summit was on there. Jeez, and when, yeah, yeah. Were you at you were at the show, weren't yeah, you? Josh Travis's. Oh man, I could like feel the asbestos <laughs> coming from the ceiling in that place. So. Didn't he just release a song with that Andy kid from Monuments? Yeah, today stuff with Buried Alive and stuff. Yeah, too, so. I gotta I gotta look at that. I haven't been there forever. It's good. Since back when it was called Soundbar. I'm sorry, Back Booth. Back, back yeah. Booth, yeah. yeah. I still call it Back Booth. It's, Actually, no, they didn't bullshit. change it at all inside. It's no, I yeah, hate no. the layout so bad. Like, it's awful. <laughs> that was changed, the like, first it, time I'd ever even been even there. The loading, it was bad. Like, I was just like, they oh, changed I, it out. No, it's, oh, it's the same. Just a new name. Like, okay, might have polished some stuff, but it's the same. Walk around that dumbass wall. Yeah. I mean, some of the best shows of my life I've seen there, but like, it's just like. Yeah, you know what's the impressive? layout is just like you know what's impressive as hell. I saw a mushroom head at back booth. Damn. How the fuck do you fit that many people? In this I was stage? just thinking that like they how fit. how they fit. Did it, it look crap, probably, I, I was yeah. gonna say, did it look like a can of sardines? Or no, that? actually, it didn't. Like uh, they actually, I mean, at the time it was uh, it was nothing in uh, Whalen. They stayed still. Wow. I'm talking like Aaron Lewis still. Yeah, like your figurine. <laughs> no, but like there was space. Right. Like they actually walked around. Wow. That's that's really kind of weird. Magic. But somehow Combi Christ was crammed. Wow. There's like huh. three of them. Good hmm. show. But well, I mean, if you take up space on that, that like like that um, that show I was talking about was uh, when Glass Cloud played. They didn't have a bassist or a second guitarist or anything. So it was just yeah. uh, guitarist, vocalist, and drummers. And when I say drummers, you know what I'm talking about. That every person, every drummer from the whole bill played at least two songs with them, Jeez. and then they had another guy play some other songs. So it was really just a two-piece with some random drummers. Um, but Josh Travis took up that entire stage. It wasn't the biggest stage, but I'm sure he did that across America, no matter what size stage they were on. I love his energy. That guy had so much energy. Like, like I'll admit, like I'm, I'm just now. Re- more recently in like the last like maybe five shows I've actually gotten away from just standing still yeah yeah and um, I have a uh, honestly uh, Billy Myers from uh, Glorious Rebellion mm-hmm. he was actually one of the people that was like hey you have a choice if you're gonna have if you're gonna have the quote unquote gimmick like the pain everything you gotta give him a show yeah like it's all or nothing yeah if you're just gonna fucking stand there take it off and just stand there that's fine mm-hmm. well the way I look at it like you know I can stand there in my bedroom yeah and you know, I can just have like a good time myself. Yeah, you know, exactly. I don't come on stage to stand there like I'm in my bedroom, yeah. like you know. So, like I'm going to perform because you know, one I enjoy what I write and mm-hmm. like play, and so I'm going to at least act like I enjoy it. Yeah. Like nobody paid ten bucks to hear an EP live. Yeah, no, like, and exactly. Paid beer. Yeah, and nobody paid ten bucks to watch you play in your bedroom. Exactly. You know, otherwise they would have. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so yeah, I definitely agree that the show is like the the main thing, and the music comes second to that. Which is why I find it funny people are all like they stand still if they got to play a part right. You know, yeah. and I just don't agree with that. Like, yeah, you, you can make all the mistakes you want as long as you looked like you you know were really into it. Mm-hmm. People don't even hear that you made a mistake half the time, more than half the time. As a group. We we in the band have a saying, and we we throw it at each other all the time because like we're you know you're like you're always gonna be your biggest critic. Mm-hmm. So like we can play a show and you could be like yo that sounded fucking great, but I'll hear every mistake I made. Mm-hmm. So we always tell each other the same thing. It doesn't matter how bad you mess you mess up. What matters is how well you recover. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeff, our drummer, like I told you before, he used to be a guitarist. The first show that he played with us was actually in a garage. Damn, the house show. Mm-hmm. His amp got unplugged. 
Oh. He didn't notice it for like 10 seconds. I noticed it immediately. He didn't stop playing. Like he looked up like fuck and I just ran under and I just plugged it back in. And when I plugged it back in, we heard a second of feedback and he did not skip a note. So as hard as he was on himself, we're like, bro, yeah, it was your first show. Yeah, that was unplugged. We played in a goddamn garage. Right. Someone got stabbed with a nail in the wall. Actually, I think my bassist <laughs> got stabbed in the nail in the, in the back or something with a nail in the wall. Someone shat behind a drum kit. What? <laughs> the show could have gone a lot worse. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, like... like Suddenly <coughs> unplugging is the least of your work. Right? I missed a note. Someone took a shit in that. <laughs> <laughs> One of the funniest things to me is like when you watch like a band playing and you know like... and they're kind of one of the more statuesque bands you know they don't move too much the funniest thing is that when they get that confidence to come to the front of the stage they make a mistake the first thing you see them do is make a weird face at themselves yeah. and then take two or three steps back and like you can you can see the mistakes you know you don't hear them mm -hmm. you don't even know that they happened if they didn't call it out for themselves yeah. they they call themselves out every time i mean there's there's two sides of it i mean you know as well as as well as i know obviously no matter how many times you play a show you're going to have a sense of stage fright you're going to have mm -hmm. a sense of nervousness i don't know how many shows we played i know the songs front to back i still get nervous mm -hmm. like i'm actually like legit nervous about the 24th mm -hmm. Well, it's been a while too. Exactly. So. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I mean, I've, I've done guest spots here and there, like with against us all, right? Great, great people, but like, so what? Right. Fuck up. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. You just show up and do it. Yeah. Okay. You drop something. Pick it up. Right. You drop your pick. Play with your hands for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I've had to do it. it. We've all had to do that kind Go of stuff. It. Yeah. Like when we played the show at Mushroomhead at, at Shovelhead, I actually fell into one of the water drums. Wow. <laughs> Because I thought that it was, uh, like, they had the framework. I thought that it was a solid frame, so I went to, like, lean on it, and my whole arm just went in. I was, like, shoulder deep halfway through the song. <laughs> and the whole thing almost fell. And yeah. I just stopped singing. I just laughed and put it back and kept going. Yeah, you're just, like, got to deal with it. I mean, it sucked, and I still feel really bad and hope they don't hate me for it. Yeah. <laughs> but thankfully, I had the wherewithal at that time to just say, fuck it, keep going. Right. Screw it. Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a funny story so what right yeah it's like, like you remember it as a funny story later you don't remember it as like that time that you ruined everything or whatever you know <laughs> I've, I've hit I've hit wrong notes I've I've gotten winded because I didn't inhale properly mm -hmm. I've choked on water my mic's gone out yeah because uh, I use a wireless mic it's so all happened what? yep my mic went out grab another mic yeah yeah keep going yeah it's true so so we touched on the fact that Vietnam was what a volcano or something you said uh, yeah Okay, and that it meant means everything to you. Mm -hmm. So, so did you name it after a volcano type thing, or um, is well, there like a secondary hidden meaning? Well, I didn't name it. Okay, it was just one of those names, and it was one of like four names that was actually serious. Mm -hmm. And uh, the reason why we named it, why we named the band Viedma, is going with the concept of like I said, sometimes you got to destroy things to make it better. Um, there was a period of time where, in I believe it was in Chile actually, where hundreds of people were like begging for proper assistance from the government and without getting political just as an example right it's like no one gave a shit about that region no one gave a damn about the people no one cared until they started dying until there was massive destruction mm -hmm. until the buildings started falling and important people started dying then that government was like oh whoa we gotta help everybody we gotta help everybody so that struck a chord with us where it's like sometimes you you can't you can't ask for help sometimes you can't be the help sometimes you have to be the bad guy sometimes mm -hmm. you have to look at a situation and say well fuck it it needs to be done 
Mm. And if that's what's going to bring forth the proper change, sometimes it's worth it. Most of the time it's worth it. Right. And that's like we settled on that. We settled on that idea and we just went with that. That's that encompasses everything, every single note, lyric and noise you hear from us. That's exactly what it's about. Mm-hmm. Kind of like bringing out that that energy, at least, mm-hmm. you know, like to, uh, to, to, to quote fit for an autopsy evolution through violence. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes cool. you got to do it. Right. Yeah, I definitely agree with that concept. I think that that's a really awesome concept and a good, uh, um, I guess, message to push with the band, you know? So, sure. so is your, what is your EP called? The Sanctuary Sessions. And does that kind of encompass that, that uh, concept as well? Uh, yes and no. Uh, the name itself, The Sanctuary Sessions, it's, a, it's kind of like a triple entendre. Mm-hmm. Um, a practice space where it was called The Sanctuary. Like okay. just as, like, as like a joke, like we, if you've seen any, any posts on social media, we've used terms like the chosen, the ashen, the sanctuary. Uh, so like one end of it was the sanctuary sessions. Like those were sessions that were recorded from there. Like that's where the songs were birthed from. That's where that emotion came from. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other one was that uh, we can say it now because fuck it. Uh, that EP was actually recorded during the quarantine. Okay. It was recorded during a time when we probably shouldn't mm-hmm. have been out. We were extremely safe about it. We still are. Um, we made sure that like everything was six feet apart, sterilized. I think I got like ten feet within distance of anyone else in the band. Um, and the other end of it was just like that feeling that music to us has always been a safe place. Like not like in a I need an adult kind of way, right? But like yeah. when everything feels too loud, when everything feels too unbalanced and uneven. We can go back to that and make sense of it through the music. Right. Kind of like make it louder. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's too loud. Turn it up. Yeah. Then you actually hear what's going on. Right. Yeah. Which, which I come to realize is not necessarily always the case with live music. Just nope. turning it up, making nope. it better. <laughs> <laughs> the, the gain is not a volume. No. Yeah. No, it is not. Trust me. Um, um, but yeah. So, so all of the songs, they actually have um, sessions in, in the name, don't they? Uh, no. Well, yes, yes and no. Um, we, okay. Uh, if you listen to the EP, we actually made it with the intent of it sounding live. Okay. Uh, every song was done like that was the take. Mm-hmm. Like we didn't do takes for the songs. That's uh, cool. The only thing that was done over was the vocals only for the sake of levels. So like whatever vocal track you hear, that was the vocal track. Gotcha. Like whatever drums, bass, and guitar you hear, that was all recorded at once. Wow, that's okay. why. Like, admittedly, yeah, you listen to it closely. There's some fuck ups, mm-hmm. but that was the intent, right? And, and that's why, like, every track it says session, because it's like, that's yeah, cool. you know, we are we are eventually probably gonna re-release some of the songs. Probably not. We don't know yet. But as far as like that version of it, that's the session version. Of it. That's right. like the raw. Mm, and I respect that a lot because I feel like something that um, a lot of bands don't do these days mm-hmm. is just accept that this is what we have right now even if like it's intentionally like you know we're just going to do this really uh, I guess haphazardly for lack of a better word yeah. I, I realized that it was intentional but you know um, but they, they're just afraid to put anything out until it's 100% perfect like and I just don't believe that, that art gets there you know I feel like you have to accept when your art is good enough to put out and release to the world and now it's time to move on to piece yeah. number two I mean, admittedly, we did get to a point because we recorded in a, in a pack of ranch with Chris Short. Mm-hmm. Like we were listening to everything, and he told us, "He's like, I can, I can work this. 
like not process it and make it sound, make it sound fake, but he's like, we can do extra takes. We can like we can make this into a quote unquote proper EP, and we're like, nah, leave it, mm-hmm. leave it raw, fuck it. Was this this was your first EP, right? Yeah, that, okay. like this is the first time to mine. Yeah, uh, if I'm right, and when this is released, the band can correct me if I'm wrong. I think that this is the first stitch of music that anyone has heard from any one of us as individuals and as a band. Wow. Yep. That's crazy. Cool. And so you you took the what, it was an intentional decision to just do like one takes for everything, right? Yeah, yeah. Like we we uh, we we had options to uh, to approach it different ways, and we just were like, you know what, we're gonna just go in and we're gonna record it, mm-hmm. and if that take doesn't sound good, we'll do it again, mm-hmm. and if we'll like we'll we'll play it by ear, right? And once we got to a point that we're like we would record a take and then go back and listen to it, and we're like, mm, that doesn't sound right. Go mm-hmm. back and do it again. And the whole thing was recorded in one day. Yeah. yeah. That's really cool. Like, we made a priority to be like, this is the time that we have. This is the time that we've been assigned. This is what we set ourselves to. And this is the goal that was given to us. So screw it. Come hell or high water. I don't care how long it takes. We're going to get this done in one day. Right. And it was done in a day. That's awesome. That's awesome. But look, yeah. <laughs> like I said, I really do respect that, that you just kind of went for that natural vibe and accepted that it doesn't have to be the perfect like you know yeah. uh modern production like sounds slamming in your face and just like you know that kind of like uh finesse yeah. you know and i mean in in a way it's we almost prefer it yeah because like you can hear that emily for instance you can hear how good of a basis emily is mm-hmm. especially knowing now that she did that like face first that's one take right like she didn't go in and say oh i'm gonna go and redo the chorus nope like what you hear in face first that's what emily played mm-hmm. uh the only the only addition um i believe it was nowhere uh we did do a second take for zach but it was it was just layers mm-hmm. just for like added you no know, added umph to it to, to kind of give it that double guitar sound right but zach's a good example like every note that you hear from zach that's our way of for every member of the band that's like this is what this person can do unbridled right without any kind of processing this is just this is what jeff sounds like this is what i sound like this is what emily sounds like this is what zach sounds like like there you go that's a really cool like uh i guess first approach for releasing the band of like with the goals that you have in mind uh and messaging and i guess the way you present yourself with your masks and stuff now can well, for now i'm the only person who wears a mask. okay for now so can you get into that like the whole band did start on masks right no, was no. like well okay. we all started with face okay there you go um, and why was that? Uh, like, why we did face paint? Yes. Do you have an inspiration for yeah. it? Yeah. No, no, we do. We do. Um, when we decided to move from the old band into the new band, as far as, you know, people, we had to, unfortunately, do some lineup changes. When, once we got to a point that we sounded completely different and agreed that we would be a different band, Honestly speaking, I don't remember who it was. I think it was me. It might have been something that one of that a couple of us just threw up, but somebody made the comment like, "Let's do face paint." And I'll I'll admit, I've always I've always had a hard on for bands like Mudvayne, mm-hmm. Slipknot, Mushroomhead, those older bands, right? Like that theatric look. So like to hear everyone in the band go, "Yeah, let's do face paint." So like, okay, we'll do some designs, and then it went from there. It's like, okay, well, let's uh, let's look dirty let's do ash let's do this and that and it just kept going and going and going between that and like the actual idea of the music uh the entire concept of the band itself is uh going with that message of personal 
uh, personal growth, mm-hmm. like human alchemy almost. It's almost like what we put out visually is us evolving through dirt and ash, more so because fire brings ash. Like it's what's left behind after everything gets destroyed, mm-hmm. which kind of goes kind of goes with our overall message. Right. So, me personally. I did get to a point where I'm like, I want to do more. I want to have more of a visual appearance. I want to take that further, at least for me as the front man. And that's when I went uh, personally to the whole priest thing. And fun fact, I actually am an ordained minister. Okay. And that's I did crazy. That, yeah. I, I did it partly out of spite. Uh-huh. Because like, uh, when, like when they announced that bars were shut down, I'm like, so if I'm a priest and I'm holding... Mass, I can pack 400 people into a building, but if I'm in a band at a bar, we can't play because the bar can't open. And I straight up was like, "Fuck that! I'm becoming a priest." Oh wow! <laughs> I became more dangerous. So that's when you did it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, so I just went with the whole dark, maniacal priest. And so you're it. telling me since the quarantine started, mm-hmm. you have one become a priest, minister. <laughs> I can marry people. Okay, so you you've gone ahead and done that. Mm-hmm. You've released an EP and and recorded it. Yeah, the EP's out. I mean, the EP's been out. So yeah. And so so you're just really on the ball. It seems like. I mean, what the fuck else are we gonna do in the quarantine? It's true. Yeah, I, mean, I, I feel like a lot of people are just like you know they waited the first day until no. until good, and then the next day, and now here we are. What eight months in? Like, and nobody's like, done seven. stuff. <laughs> nobody's put anything out. Nobody's like they're afraid. That, like it, it, tomorrow it'll end. They'll be yeah. back on stage. To, like no, dude, <laughs> it's it, it's like we said before. You got here. Like anyone who is involved in music in any way, shape, or form, like going from the going from the guy who's starting a band two months ago to Slipknot. Every single person that uses an instrument or writes music, we all have gone or are going through that thought of, are we done? Mm-hmm. Is this like is this industry dead? So like yeah, I'll admit I had a breakdown. Like I yeah. want to say like yeah, March is when the lockdown started. I lost my job. I used to work for JH Audio. Like okay. I built IEMs. Uh-huh. Exactly. We lost our jobs late March. Come April, I had a full fucking breakdown. Mm-hmm. Like full on. You can ask my girlfriend. I I cried, and it was just because me looking at over a decade of work over a decade of writing and having lyrics that I, I told myself I'd never share. And I, I not only shared them with my band, but I shared them with people. Mm-hmm. And those songs are out. So to, to put that much out and then have a fucking virus, whether it exists or not, uh, mm-hmm. that's another podcast that we're not yeah. doing. <laughs> yeah. um, Joe yeah. Rogan can handle that yeah. one. <laughs> Pull that up, Jamie. <laughs> but uh, like to, to have something that none of us had control over just be like yoink and take everything you don't have, yeah. you, don't have a, you don't have a career that you want to be a, to be a career anymore right that was heartbreaking yeah yeah so like we all got to a point that we're like we have a choice we can let this be the end we can let our first cp be our last cp our last show be our last show or we can work and i'm proud to say that uh i have about 11 songs that are in, that are in the works like pieces and i have like f- four songs that i'm comfortable putting forward so we can start to work on that's awesome whether they go out i don't know but i have right. four songs that are just ready for us to go uh-huh and that has all kind of more or less come since the quarantine started mm-hmm. yeah that's awesome 
that's really good it's made for very very different music but still us but that yeah and that that's good because you don't want the second ep to be like a repeat of the first you know i feel like uh, obviously there's that thing everyone complains that oh it doesn't sound like the last ep you know but then they also complain oh they're just doing the same thing so there's that that happy medium of like just making your band better somehow you know never gonna please anybody that's what really counts yeah Yeah. always gonna be somebody all hope is gone sounds nothing like Iowa, Uh and that's a great thing yeah volume three sounds nothing like the great chapter that's a great thing right like i mean they probably have upset a fair number of people changing their sound over the years but look at where they've become like where they are now as a band you know yeah and i mean i've I've read articles with interviews with like Corey and clown and jim like this last album was one of their favorite ones to work on as a Mm -hmm. group yeah i loved it i actually that was the first slipknot album that i got into for at least a day this new one yeah in the last probably four albums or so they released or something i've been a slipknot fan yeah since slipknot was i don't not like them you know they were actually my first tattoo yeah on my back nice it was a yes yeah i like i've always liked slipknot mm-hmm. but i never like loved slipknot they're a niche crowd but at the same time everybody loves them you know like everybody who likes rock and metal mm-hmm. knows slipknot and likes something they've done Have it's like wrestling live what have you seen them live? I have not. That will change your life. <laughs> I'm sure it will. I'm not saying it wouldn't. They're, I, yeah. Because I, I, I'm older than everybody here, and I remember the the week that the self-titled came out, and uh, in the Merritt Island Mall, only old people are going to remember this, there was a place called Warehouse Music, and it was long before FYE was a thing. And <laughs> I, I went in to get something. I was, I was into, like... Corn, Deftones, all that stuff, and one of my buddies worked there, and he's like, and they had a big cardboard cutout of the band, and I was like, well, those guys look fucking awesome, and <laughs> he's like, dude, you gotta listen to it. You could you could scan the whole CD. It wasn't just like snippets. Holy shit, I remember that. And like fucking the 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 number like the intro came on, and then it went right into sick, and I was mm-hmm. just like, this is fucking life changing. Like it was completely different from anything else I had ever heard. And years later, Meshuggah did that too, because I went into FYE in like 03, <laughs> 04, just a few years later, and I was like, what are these notes? Like, they're, <laughs> so, they're so low. They're so heavy. Like, zero, 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 zero. I mean, I'm, I'm partially ashamed, because as a lifelong fan, I only just saw them this last Knotfest. Really? And you are right. Holy shit. Yeah. I went there with a, with a sprained wrist, and I will admit I thought I was going to die. <laughs> like, that Tampa, that stadium was packed. Like, there, I'm 5'7", and there was a point where I my feet were off the ground, and I was being held together between my girl in front yep. and someone behind me, and I could hear people saying, I can't breathe, and I'm like, put your fucking head up! And <laughs> That was my first show. My first, my first show ever was. Uh, I didn't go for Lamb of God, but it was Lamb of God. Yeah. I went for the opening band, which is Silosis. I don't know if you've heard of them. I've heard the name, but I don't think I've heard them. Yeah, they they became more of a thing later, but okay. uh, they were really small. This was like their first American tour or something. Um, but they went with Lamb of God, and by the time Lamb of God played, I must have been maybe fifteen, sixteen at that time. Yeah. Like, 
there were Lamb of God fans are much bigger than a 15 or 16 year old. <laughs> so I'm between a bunch of large, sweaty, shirtless men, and I literally could just lift my feet off the ground and be upright at mm-hmm. any point in that show. Like, well, Jeff got punched in the dick during that show. Oh shit! Um, if I remember right, it was, I don't remember the order, but I know that the order was horrible. Uh, it was Behemoth, shit, Behemoth, Gojira, Volbeat. Yeah, it was and terrible. So, I was there too. Yeah. Volbeat, Vol I, I don't see. Actually, yeah, Behemoth opened. Yeah. And the entire time what? we're like, why the fuck would you have Behemoth open this lineup? Yeah. Why? Like, Volbeat, maybe? Yeah, <laughs> but Volbeat's. Mm, they actually played oh. before Slipknot. Yeah, yeah. I I never really caught that wagon, I guess. Yeah, that yeah. band's not for me. Voice. No, no. No, they're talented. They're great. I'm sure they're great people. Yeah. <clears throat> they make their money. They make good music. Cool. I, his voice, I, I can't. I can't get into that. I can't do it. It just sounds like he's like talking with a rhythm. Yep. I respect it. But you, like, you have your fans. Rapping. Cool. I, me? Mm-mm. Nope. Nope. Not I for me. Not yeah. by album. Sorry. Yeah. I never heard about one song in. Uh, but I. I had heard that the first time I ever even heard a, a Volbeat song, it was an old demo song uh, that a friend showed me. Uh, they had the lead singer Barney from Napalm Death on. What? Okay. And I was like, well, this is cool. That guy's voice is cool. And then Barney's got his, you know, his death metal vocals. Like, this is kind of cool. And then it didn't, they, they took his guest spot out for the, the, the album release. They redid the song without Barney to make it more mainstream, and I was like, "Well, fuck this band!" Like, I'm not even a Napalm Death fan, but that was fucked up because that that original demo version was way better than the one that made it on record. Wow! And I was like, "Wow!" So they they completely took out the whole guest spot in general. They didn't like the guy did the the Volbeat guy just did both spots, and it was just <laughs> boring as hell because it didn't have any contrast of death metal and. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's that's ninety nine percent of their songs. So I'm glad you did it because that yeah. was trying really hard to not do it. Like, I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> I, I did it. Sorry. <laughs> so with that said, I hope that. Um, well, I know that your vocals are better than full beat, at least in my opinion. Um, that was your toilet flushing in there. <laughs> <laughs> so um, hopefully your lyrics are as well. So let's let's try and get into some of those. I'm kind of curious about yeah, what you're yeah. talking about with with them. Um, I believe the first song is Harlot. Is that uh, correct? I think. Or do I just have the order just fucked? I don't know. Let me. Okay, he doesn't even know his own EP order. That's good. Uh, At least I don't feel me. nearly as bad. No, no, no. no. I, I feel worse because it's my, well, REP. Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't feel nearly as bad as you. Which, by you the should. way, you can find on Spotify and Apple Music. Just search for your money. Yeah, it's, uh, it's Harlot, Hysterical, Face First, and Nowhere. Okay. So let's start with the first one, Harlot. Is there a reason that you chose that to be the first song? No. No. Okay. Uh, we, uh, wow. I don't. Curveball. I don't know that we actually had a reason for the order of the songs. Uh huh. If there is, I don't remember it. <laughs> like it wasn't important enough to even to to honestly, keep that memory. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. No. I, I, honestly, I, I think it was more we cared we cared less about a flow, quote unquote, and more about what do we want the first thing people hear right right and harlot's normally a song that we close with because of the ending of it right it's like double time ending and we're like you know what if it means i remember now we're like if it means that someone listens to the ep and they only hear one song we want that to be it right okay. especially because of like that that big change from like four four to just double time almost like a kill switch engage kind of ending we're mm-hmm. like well 
we're giving you everything with the first one. Right. If that's all you hear, then thanks. Yeah. Like, like hopefully that's enough to have mm. captured. That's cool. I like that. Um, let's see. What <clears> kind <throat> of... What, well, what is a harlot? Can you explain that? Harlot is a fucking prostitute. Yeah. It's one of, my, <laughs> one of the words that I've... I've actually written some songs. I never made it to, like, finale, but I've always thought that word was cool. Uh, there's a couple bands that have, like, Harlot in the name. Yep. War from a Harlot's Mouth or something like that. Cyclone 9 has a song called Harlot, too. Uh, something for, yeah. Yep. But, like, Harlot was a big term used back in, like, the Roaring Twenties, too, mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. a whore or a prostitute or whatever. So it's like... <laughs> it's, like a polite, love... it's like a polite way of saying bitch. Yeah. Like, okay. you're a fucking bitch. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so, is that what the song is about? Yes. Okay, that was really... Yeah. Wow, you put it all in that, that yeah, one no, word. No, no, no. There's no reason to sugarcoat it. Mm-hmm. Um, the song is like we said before. Like we write, we write lyrics where we write them in a certain way, and then when you read them, it's like, what the fuck is that about? Like that song, straight up, is about looking at someone who took, t- looking at someone who takes you for granted, and finally realizing that they should not be on that pedestal. Mm-hmm. It's realizing that honestly, you can waste your time and energy on much better things. It's like that final fuck you before you're done. Right. And so, so you chose this song to musically be the first on the EP because mm-hmm. that's the first thing you want people to hear of you. Is that lyrically the first thing you'd like people to know that you've done? I don't feel that we've put too much credence in that specifically. Okay. More so because the songs themselves are open for interpretation. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm a firm believer that there's no such thing as what is a song about. I've never felt like that. Right. How you take it. Yeah, that's, exactly. That's exactly. That's my, that's my writing yeah. way, too. It's like, you take this mm-hmm. how, how you see fit, and if it's completely different from the way that I cool. originally meant it, then yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. Hey, if you like it, cool. Yeah, think like, what you want. So, like, honestly speaking, this this is and this will be the first time that I ever actually get into what the songs are mm-hmm. for me. Okay. Because I've had people ask ask me what Harlot's about, and my response is the same. What's it about for you? And I've heard people say, "Well, well, no, it uh, it, it sounds like it's uh, it's like analyzing pop culture, and how like we we put so much faith in empty people." Right. I'm like, cool. Do you enjoy it? Yeah. Yeah, I did my job. That's cool. What's it about? You just told me what it's about. Yeah, you told me. Done. Yeah, like that's what it's about for me. Like that's where the song came from. But thankfully, thanking all the musical gods, <laughs> I've uh, I've been able to establish like that writing style where I don't write. I went across the street to get a cheeseburger. Like, right. I write open enough that hopefully the song can be taken how you want it. Mm-hmm. Like, what does it mean for you? What does it do for you? And if uh, if at least one person like if that if that song for instance can have an effect on one person that music had for me, perfect. Right. Like wait and bleed. Ask Slip on what the hell that song means. They'll probably tell you nine different stories. Mm-hmm. With with respect to Corey and them, it doesn't matter what it means to them. It's what it means to the listener. Right. Yeah. See, like when I write lyrics, like I know exactly what I'm writing, you know, like, like it all has its story and it all goes back Mm -hmm. to where, whatever it is. And I definitely want to talk about that and am open to, to like, you know, it's like if someone asks me what it's about, I'll tell them exactly the story, you know, but 
I always felt like a song connects in a different way for everybody, and that's all I'm really, really ho- like hoping for is that whatever it is that you read that I may not have realized that I wrote, I want that to connect. However, it is that however you need it to connect with you, you know. That's and, how it should be, and that's that's really what I feel like lyricists and 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 artists go for is like that whatever you need it to connect like how whatever you need to connect hopefully you find it in my art you know yeah is i think that's the ultimate intent behind a uh artist i agree so fully so with that said hysterical Uh, why um do you remember how i said earlier that jeff convinced me to write a song about getting fucked Uh uh-huh that's the song okay um yeah we i forget what song we were working on we're like finishing it up and jeff straight up looked up from his drum kit and he's like i want you to write a song about getting fucked i'm like what like the act- yeah i'm like like the act- <laughs> yeah like we- i took a smoke break and i'm like you mean like you want me to write a song about the act of penetration and he just stared at me blankly with a smile he didn't answer me and i'm like what do you want me to write like what you're challenging me cool what what and all he said was yes. I was just about to say. He's I, like, I could see him leaning forward. Yes. Yeah. I'm like, what? Do you, like, do you want me to write a song about like people getting fucked, like proverbially? Do you want me to write a song about getting fucked over? Do you want me to write a song about how like society gets fucked by the government or themselves? And he just said, yes. <laughs> He's just like, yeah. Have you ever? No. And it, it, it took me a minute. I'm like, okay. So you want me to write a song about the concept of fucking? in an ambiguous way mm-hmm. that can be taken as the actual act of having sex or the act of being screwed over or screwing someone over. And then he said again, yes. <laughs> but then he, uh, the actual name of that song is, the full name is Hysterical Proxism. And that's actually a term from the early 1900s. Because uh, back then it was uh, women, women I, I, it was like a form of psychosis that some doctors felt that women had. And the way they cured it was a hysterical proxism, Hmm. which was a fancy way of saying a doctor, an early 1900s doctor, would strap you to the stirrups and they would fuck you with an object. I mean, it was consensual. And so does this fix the -hmm. problem? Uh, They thought it did. And it's just, that was another layer of the song. Okay. So that's why, like, lyrically, if you look at the actual lyrics. So that's why you start with the pain you wanted? Yeah. Okay. And that you wanted the things that never last. Wow, that's that's intense, kind of weird. And and it was actually one of the most challenging songs because of the fact that I wrote it without us actually having a structure to it. Mm-hmm. And then once the structure came, it was hard for me to belt that song out. Right. Because of the fact that it's so da 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 da. And then I switched from like from screaming to singing to screaming to singing to speaking to almost rapping. And I struggled with that song for a while. Mm-hmm. Like the first time we played it was actually our last Halloween show. The we, we played with uh, Mark Rizzo from uh, from Soulfly, and I forgot every lyric. Oh wow! Right before we started, mm-hmm. and I just sat there staring at the wall, dressed up and painted like Joker. And I'm like, fuck, fuck. <laughs> Thankfully, I remembered most of it. Uh-huh. I think I repeated one chorus, but it was back to what we said: "Fake it till you make it." Right. And it's actually one of our favorite songs to play. Really. Just because, like, the overall sound and just the energy behind it. Mm-hmm. Just why did you take a? Why did you remove proxism though? We just felt that it was too wordy. Like thinking about it, like 
up next, hysterical proxism by Viedma. <laughs> it just it doesn't roll off. So okay, that like, makes sense. Because we what I figured you'd say that. Yeah, uh, like originally it was hysterical proxism, like stylized, and we're like, eh, sounds stupid. Hysterical is fine. The real reason that Brian asked that is because he loves like big words, and he's yeah. he's slightly disappointed. Oh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a so, walking thesaurus. He, he's slightly disappointed in, in in you doing that. Well, yeah, I do realize that. Like, although you wrote a song about whatever being fucked actually means, mm-hmm. go figure it out yourself. But um, you use actually really interesting wording in it, and you made it artistic. Thank you. Which, but <laughs> <laughs> when when you mentioned that, I was like, I you get that vibe from the the lyrics. So like, you definitely know what you're saying. But it, like, there's like a hidden meaning mm-hmm. like I said it's kind of like artistic so how did you was it difficult making I guess getting fucked artistic without an OnlyFans <laughs> <laughs> actually in today's market I'm pretty sure I can get like 20 bucks a month by feet pics <laughs> that's There's probably a true for everything yeah um I'm going to risk sounding like a pompous pretentious fucking prick uh huh honestly speaking it has I don't remember a time when it was hard for me to write like that. Uh-huh. It's actually hard for me not to write like that. Okay. It's a, like my entire, like any song that I've ever written, even before Viedma, um, it's always done in sections. Like if I were to show you my in progress list, I have like 25 songs. And they're technically, if you look at them, you know, oh, they're complete. No, they're not. Mm-hmm. Like I do everything in three drafts. And I've tried like we have one song and I, it's not that I hate the song because I don't but um, Into the Night that tends to be the one where like our, like our, our mid song and as much as I love the song as much as we love playing it I've always felt like I could have done so much more with it but it's like it's our baby yeah if yeah. I'm going to make something intricate I'll do another one right yeah and I think that's an important point is like you may feel like it's not finished like you know it's good it's great you love it mm-hmm. but like it's not finished but like you have to just understand that you you're going when, to write more songs yeah, you, you know you gotta know when to say okay that's done yeah we'll leave it exactly alone. we'll leave it alone right yeah and and definitely like just admitting that that's good yeah like you know people like nothing's I, perfect. I like it put yeah, it out nothing's yeah. perfect right like i could we could go back and, li- and listen to songs we wrote when we started mm-hmm. and change something up no right leave it alone yeah. Go on, do something else. It's always interesting learning about people's writing processes. Like you said, you write in three drafts. Give or take. Right. And because like the only way I can finish a song is if I like get into flow state about it and finish it that like session, like that sitting. I have to finish everything that sitting. Like the song has to be like first riff mm-hmm. to ending of the song in one sitting otherwise I won't come back to it. I won't feel it ever again and it just doesn't make sense to me. Well, I've actually I don't think I think the only song that I've written around the band was hysterical mm-hmm. to start. I normally write lyrics on my own. Right. Like not not like ooh fuck them. It's just it's one of those especially now that like we all have phones, you have notepads. At a random point in time, I'll have an idea and I'll just walk away and sit down and Yeah. And like 20 minutes later I'm like holy shit. Babe, look. What? I have a song. Yeah. And she reads she's like what the fuck? When did you write this? I'm like just now. Hold on, give me. now it's done yeah has the band seen it not yet (laughs) I've barely seen it (laughs) yeah Yeah. like you're the first person to see this yeah show it to him here we like it awesome and then like a month later 
I have a surplus of songs. Uh-huh. And the, like the way our songs normally go is, like when it comes time to like put the instrumentals with the with the lyrics, we'll from an instrumental point of view. First off, we all we all work on everything together. So like Jeff, phenomenal drummer. He he has input on lyrics. He has input on bass and guitar. Mm-hmm. I'm the vocalist. I have some input on bass. I'm not a bassist or guitarist, but I know like we all know how to play all the instruments. Right. So like we all write and throw shit in together. Mm-hmm. And like once we get to a point where no matter who started, once we get to a point that we're like, okay, we like that. We like that feeling. Go with that. I will straight up sit in in, a, in the middle of the circle and just have Zach play the same riff over and over again while I'm looking through songs. I'm like, that doesn't fit. That doesn't fit. That doesn't fit. Hold on. Keep playing that. That doesn't fit. That I like that. Keep playing that. And I'll keep... No, that doesn't fit. And he fucking hates me for it sometimes. I think I had him play the same bridge for like half an hour. Mm-hmm. And at one point he's like, can you fucking pick, please? I'm like, wait. This one. And we didn't use it. No, wait, never mind. <laughs> no, we didn't use it. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. But I mean, it works. It's worked so far. Yeah, yeah. Do you ever get that like too many cooks, not enough Indians kind of vibe? That's not how that's said, right? No. Oh, <laughs> uh, you mean uh, too many Indians, not enough chiefs, or something like that? No, too many chiefs, not enough Indians. Too many people having input and fucking shit. Yeah. Do no. you ever get that vibe? You don't? No. Uh, <laughs> no, we don't. Um, we all we all respect we, we all respect each other's roles, mm-hmm. but within that realm of respect we all respect the fact that we all know enough about the individual instruments and instruments altogether that like we accept the feedback right like Emily not being a vocalist there's been times where we're working on a song and she'll just pop in and say hey why don't you try and do this part like this and some people might be like dude fuck you you're not a vocalist no no like you're in the band like you're listening to it I can't hear what you can hear. Right. And also, you kind of have to think of it like, what does it sound like to someone who's exactly. not a vocalist? Exactly. You know? So I'm like, okay, well, explain that to me. What are you hearing? Oh, well, like, you know this part of the song? Try and, like, maybe do that, like, an octave lower. Cool. We'll try it. It's never a guarantee that we're going to do it, but it's a guarantee that we'll try it right then and there. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I'll try it, and then we'll stop. How does that sound? And sometimes she'll be like, eh, it sounds like shit. You're right. Go back to the other one. I'm like, no, no, no. Do you have an idea? Okay, cool. Let's go with that. Mm-hmm. And that's just how we, in general, do music. Right. So that that really kind of like plays to the fact that looking for a second guitarist, you really do need somebody who has that chemistry yep. to have input in everything. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Because like we we don't want to hire somebody. Right. I mean, I'm not I'm not saying I'm not here like, hey, we need a second guitarist. Please join us. We're gonna quit. We can't. No. Mm-hmm. Like we we'd like the idea. There's some songs that we feel that we could punch in a second guitarist, but Zach has done a phenomenal job on his own mm-hmm. to the point that we don't need a second guitarist. There's just sometimes that we're like, hey, could, they could do with some extra guitars, right? Maybe. But it's like that. That's that's really why we haven't been aggressive with it, and we haven't announced a second guitarist because as of yet, we haven't found a need for a second guitarist. Mm-hmm. Like, right. we're not going to bring someone in just because we want them. Right. But I got to hire somebody. Uh, it was even interesting. Like, Rivers is a one-guitar band, and our first show, um, we weren't sure if we were going to be a one-guitar band. We, like, clearly just did it because it was our first show. Mm-hmm. Second show, yeah. But the first show, um, I talked to Darren and Axel, and I'm like, what are what are your complaints? Like, what do you think, you know, of the band? And their only complaint was, you need a second guitar. Sometimes um, you need it. Just because... 
uh, just have it like you guys have that energy or whatever, but you just need that balance on stage and like, you know, like some real way to actually pan the instruments, you know, yeah. um, versus everything centered. Um, and I'm like, okay, or just that add that width to the, to the band. And I'm like, okay, that makes sense. That. So at that point we decided maybe we can think about it. So I talked to some people and kind of like you're saying, we write a little differently. We don't really jam like as a band. Um, but nobody really connected with what we do musically. Mm -hmm. So I'm like finding another guitarist is like way too hard yeah. to really, cause the way we, we operate is like, we just, um, like I'll sit down and write a song, like just flow state, write a song and send it to the band and they'll do everything that they want to do to it and whatever. And then we'll send it back and like, that's it. And I just mix it and it's done. There's nothing wrong with that. And like, yeah, like everyone has their input in it, you know, if they so want it and if they just think the song's good enough and whatnot, then we just roll with it. And, you know, sometimes I'll write lyrics and Joey will just have to scream them and stuff and whatnot. And other times Joey will write all the lyrics and stuff and I don't Dude, worry if about it, it. If it works, it works. Yeah. But like, but <clears throat> But we uh, we write a little differently, so it was just yeah, it's it's a it's a different process, kind of like uh, like jam bands versus um, j internet bands. Is that what you would call it? I don't know how to call that. That's non point. Non point. What yeah. do they do? I haven't. I don't follow no, no, them. Well, if I'm right, uh, at some point in time, I don't know who it was in non point, but there was at least one member of the band that did not even live in the fucking U.S. Really? Yep. I think no, there's bad. I, I've heard bands doing that yep. kind of stuff. It's it's weird. I mean, it's doable. Almost, yeah. But it's, it's like I, I can understand like that that relationship with someone that far and like oh yeah you should be in the band too. But well, I'm like I, what I is... think they went to high school. I think most of them went to high school. Dude. Okay. So, so like one they, just moved. Yeah, out they of... had that bond. Okay. And like when you have that bond, you'll you'll make it work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Especially if like you all care about the same you know subject matter here, yep. which obviously is non-point. Which I don't. Do people listen to non-point now? I like twenty twenty. Okay, you do. I mean, I'm, are I'm, they active? Like, uh, oh. I don't know. They lost me back in the day. Uh, their yeah. first album was great. They did a well. Their their big first hit was "What a Day." Yeah. Uh, it was back in like Broken my high bones. school days. Yeah. And then they had a song called "Tribute." Uh, that they covered like Buster Rhymes, which is like the like the dude uh -huh. as far as rap went. Yeah. They they did like a a metal cover of like a whole bunch of songs in one, and then they busted like the breakdown of the song was Woo Ha by Buster Rhymes back Didn't in the day. Did they do a cover so. of In the Air Tonight? Yeah, that's that they, they lost me with that, and then the bullet with your name on it, and right. I, like they just became too cliche, I guess for me. But uh, yeah, that first album was crazy. I, I thought I, that was Nickelback. Don't you dare speak that even. Yeah, like, <laughs> I don't care if it is your house. <laughs> I will kick you out. <laughs> Get out. This is my house now. I really thought that. Yeah, you've been evicted. <laughs> you thought Nickelback was what? I, I thought that they did the, the Bull What's Your Name on it song. No. Wow. That was not point. Okay, I don't that know. That was actually anything. when I first moved here. I guess I don't know New Metal. Are they New yeah. Metal? I would consider they? them probably New Metal. Yeah, yeah okay. I'm big around the, like, corn. I feel like if you have dreads and you wear. Baggy Adidas. pants and your new Adidas. No, track. yeah, no, that, that's what specific because I have dreads, but uh -huh. I wear baggy pants and I wear Vans. Thank you. Yes. So I appreciate new metal. I also have slip on. <laughs> yeah. So you you try to avoid that uh, new metal description, or I mean, I don't mind it. Yeah. I, I can appreciate it. I just that that was an issue that we had when we first started as Viedma because of the image, like how we looked. Everyone's like, "Are you a black metal band?" We're like, mm. "No, <laughs> yeah, no. no." I am pagan, but we're not a yeah. black metal band at all. I have not seen your look, but are you familiar with the band Motograder? Fucking course, I'm familiar okay. with Motograder. Because when you were talking about like the the paint, like the ashes, mm -hmm. I immediately thought uh, 
Moto grader. Oh, no, no. He, here's where we're going to find out if, if you and I are going to be cool or not. All right. Who's your favorite Moto grader vocalist? Because it's been like seven. Uh, well, obviously the original is playing sold out shows with Five Finger Death Punch. Uh, that was the first time I ever saw them. I really like you because of the reaction when you said Five Finger Death Punch. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it was I, Ivan Moody. Mm-hmm. Uh, he called himself Ghost. The the band, first time, I never even heard the name. Uh, Ozfest 03. I'm sold. That's, uh, yeah, that's yeah. it. That was it. Uh, just you. came out. He was bright red. The mm-hmm. rest of the band was tribal, like black and white, like paint. Mm-hmm. And the guy brought out, uh, for those who mm-hmm. don't know, Motograder is actually an instrument made by one of the members. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like a bike chain with like a hammer and a saw. And it's like that they. It's like a bass string that's as thick as my arm. My God. And he plays it with yeah, like, like a, a like telephone cable, cable and he, yeah. Yeah, he hits it like it's it's a one of a kind like description, you yeah. know. And he called it the Moto Grader, and it ended up becoming the band. Mm-hmm. But they use it, and it's he just wah wah wah, and it just gets all these weird. It's like a really, really low that, bass. You, you remember how different it sounded like when we first heard Gent? Yeah, like that. Yeah, like a guitar going that low. Imagine that stark contrast when we first heard it for bass. Wow. That's a Moto Grader. That's wild. And if you if you're up for it, Ivan Moody left Motorgrader and he started a band called Ghost Machine. Some of his best work was in Ghost Machine, and I actually hate Five Finger Death Punch because I'm a fan of Ivan Moody. Yeah. Uh, wow. Makes no I, sense. No. Makes sense to me. The only Ivan Moody I've ever actually known, because I obviously don't go back into bands like Motorgrader and stuff. I have this weird like four year. Like mm-hmm. not rule, but like I just can't listen to music that's like that far back. Oh, man. Do yourself the favor. I'm so point, weird. Like it's something some about point, the quality up, of just it. Just look up Ghost Machine. Mm-hmm. They have a song called Headstone, and fuck, I forget the the the, the EP is called Hypersensitive. Okay, it's old. But I'm it's actually gonna have to check that because the yeah. first so Motorgrader, that that album uh, with Down and Suffocate and all those mm-hmm. like when they came out on stage, it was like the second stage and oh. Uh, um, Un Loco. I don't even know if you know oh, yeah. that band. They had just went off. They were very lackluster, in my opinion. I was a fan of theirs till I saw them live, and I was like, eh. and then this band comes out completely painted. And I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. And and it's then visual. Like, and then what? Ghost came out. Ivan Moody came out just completely red and just just stole the entire second show from Killswitch and uh, Cradle of Filth and all the bands that were way bigger than them. Yep. And I was like, "Wow, these guys are fucking awesome!" And well, they were part of that 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 whole era where you had like Slipknot and Mudvayne and yeah. Motorgrader. Yeah, they yeah. just never got there. The only two times I've ever seen Motorgrader was in Merritt Island. Well, it, from, uh, from what I remember like, reading, wow, it they was never. It was pretty much like where you asked like too many chiefs, not enough Indians. Yeah, they yeah. they went through a lot lot of lineup changes. Yeah, That's not, why I said there's like not one members. original member anymore, from what I hear. I don't. I. I think it was down guitars. to one dude, and yeah. he finally like they replaced him, mm-hmm. or like they got like a full band. It was like eight or nine of them. They all play yeah. percussion and stuff. Some of the Haven, like a like a I think it was like three years ago. They're good. Like they still sound good. It's just it's it's not the same. Yeah. And Ivan Moody, like I don't like Five Finger Death Punch at all, uh, but I saw them. I I uh, I get in free to certain venues, big or, big Orlando venues, uh, and I saw them. Um, they toured with Breaking Benjamin and um, what's the other band? Was uh, it Nickelback? In Flames. Oh yeah. Uh, so I went to that show 
and I've been a In Flames fan for forever, and mm. I like Breaking Benjamin. Full closer, hate me, I don't give a shit. But it's one, of, <laughs> one of my top five bands, probably, and it's not because of the radio stuff. Like Benjamin Burnley can write like like his shit's deep, oh, and yeah. I'm a I'm a big lyric guy, and like he <clears throat> he he goes dark. Uh, that stuff will never see radio play, obviously, but the stuff that uh, doesn't make the radio for Breaking Benjamin is amazing. But after Breaking Benjamin. The people I was with that I rode with, they were like, oh, five-finger death punch. I was all about to head back to <laughs> Rockledge, but uh, just, I mean, they have some of the most cringy mm. shit I've ever seen in my life, but it was a the, it was a top three frontman performance that I've ever seen. Like, he... Oh, like, he can put on a show, and that man can go. Oh, dude, uh, it, was, it was unreal. I was like, the music was just, dun, 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 like, just shit that... Like the third grade me could fucking pump out, you know, but it was and and that that's why it bothers me so much because you hear like if, if you go back and listen to Motorgrader, he like that was Ivan Wood in his prime, mm-hmm. and then please 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 listen to Ghost Machine. I, I like I'm go, all about because like he killed it with yeah like back in the Motorgrader. Like, Ghost Machine is like he took everything that they did in Motorgrader, and he applied it and he grew from it and put out really really heartfelt music. Okay, and then it it almost felt like he got to a point where it's like okay, Motorgrader didn't work out. Ghost Machine working out, so fuck it. I'm just gonna make chug chug music. <laughs> so moving back into your lyrics, since we've yeah. talked yeah, we for at fly, least a few minutes longer, way too much. <laughs> like way too much airtime here Amy, for, I've been, for them. Yeah, weird how like you don't even need to like them to talk about them for 30 minutes. They <laughs> uh, suck you in. Yeah. So the next song is Face First, which yes. the. 20 times that I've read that song title, I thought it said Fist First, and I have no idea why. We actually had a long, long standing joke where I was actually smacked by Zach, who likes to hit me sometimes. <laughs> like the time he punched me in the dick at Bombshells, and every other show when he's hit me in the face with his headstock. Thank Damn. you, Zach, by accident. Um, I was actually told. Stop. That's what he makes you think. Yeah. By accident. I was, uh, no, I love him. <laughs> um, I was actually asked to stop introducing it as face fucking first because our old drummer okay. was like yeah, yeah. Uh, no our old drummer was like people are going to think that that's the name of the song I'm like shit you're right Damn. face first <laughs> okay um, actually that song was written with uh, two vocalists in mind really yep I wrote it specifically because I wanted to I don't know who like I there's names I had in mind I won't get into it and I always wanted two vocalists and even still to this day, every now and then, like if, we, if we're gonna play a show that's con- like considerably bigger than the rest, I always entertain the idea of being like, "Yo, you want, you want to come in and do guest vocals on this one?" But it just it doesn't work out. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've I just learned I grew into just being able to belt the whole thing out and try to encompass that that back and forth. Yeah, like, like that, that, that. It's hard to do. It's yeah. actually it's our shortest song, but it's actually the, uh, the, uh, my hardest song to do. Really? Just because of the fact that I always have to have that back and forth, but I actually like it kind of. Yeah. Because it, it's a challenge. I don't even think it's three minutes long. Really? Huh. I think it's like it, I think it's like barely three minutes, but for those three minutes, I am fucking mm. just and, going. Yeah. And by the time we're done, I'm like, <sighs> <sighs> like I'm <fuck>. ready. <laughs> That's a fun song. Yeah. So you open it with the song name, which people are weirded out by sometimes. Really? Yeah. I think, like, people are like, oh, they opened it with the song name. But, like, you usually, I assume, write the lyrics before you write the song name. Yeah. Sometimes. Most of the time. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. I didn't I didn't consider that. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean that, like, like in a, oh, I didn't pay attention, I'm stupid kind of way. Right. I it just, just wasn't I, really a thought or a priority. Yeah. Like, I, I, I felt like 
that's like the whole point of the song is this is what we are this is what we're going to do this is what needs to be done so jump in Mm -hmm. like that's the entire concept of the song like no matter what is it you have to do like we said before sometimes you gotta just jump in go in face first right and that's why I guess going with that mantra of fuck it jump in we start off with face first Mm -hmm. immediately it's actually repeated 90 million times right so so why wasn't that the uh, first song on the EP then since you were going face first with it like I said before like we didn't we didn't really we didn't want to give the impression that the EP itself was structured like an A to B kind of thing mm-hmm. like we didn't, we didn't want to run the risk of it sounding like a concept more so because we had ideas about doing a concept EP or a concept album in the future so a song like that we just wanted something to just hit you in the face for a while mm-hmm. like still deliver that message but just like a quick because that is the shortest song that we have period. right it's the shortest song on the EP it's the shortest Vietnam song you will ever hear mm-hmm. and it, w- it was almost like a quick almost like a palate cleanser Mm-hmm. If it makes sense, like a little quick brief statement. Yeah, like to have a song like Harlot start off and it'd be like that steady, slow. I don't want to say dark, but almost like nihilistic mm-hmm. point of view. Yeah. And to just switch gears into something like Face First and just give you like that, I guess, jolt in the ass. Right. That's cool. Um, what do you like? You you explain the the meaning of the song, but what what is when you get to the drop dead fuck you we came to die? What does that exactly mean in context of the song? Uh, my specific context was the same context of the song itself. Mm-hmm. It's it's a it's it's pretty much like a statement piece. Like me as a person, us as a band, you as a person listening to the song, the group of people listening, whoever it is that's going to listen to it, it's. It's a it's a long way of saying fuck you, fuck the horse that you rode in on, fuck what you heard, fuck left, fuck right. What do you need to do? What do we need to do? Mm-hmm. So, proverbially speaking, if it means that we're gonna we're gonna I want to say die doing it, but if it means that we're gonna go through hell to get what needs to be done done, then fuck it, we came to die. Mm-hmm. So it's all about like progress, I yeah. guess. And, and trying to find ways to force or create yeah. progress. Like it, it's almost going back to like that Viking and Spartan mentality where like you go into something knowing that you're not going to come out the same. Mm-hmm. Like if you, if you have to have a hard conversation with, with your best friend because he's being an asshole, you know for a fact that, that on the drive there, it's going to be a shit show. Right. You guys are going to argue. It's going to hurt. You might, one of you guys might swing at the other one. But the whole way there, you're shaking. You're like, shit, I got to talk to my best friend about this. But you're like, fuck it. Mm-hmm. Whatever happens, happens. I'm gonna do my best. Yeah. And if that means that we aren't gonna be friends anymore, then at least we ended a friendship on a truth. Right. And yeah. If, and if we're gonna be friends, then it is gonna be on that truth. Mm-hmm. And that's that. That's really I, like deep. I respect that. <laughs> like just the the I guess the sincerity of like pushing for that change and that progress, no matter what that cost is. You know, mm-hmm. um, just kind of like knowing that. As a person, you need to move towards that, yep. you know, and and be okay with whatever kind of uh, challenges may be in front of that. It's not always going to be fun. Like it's going to suck. Right. Like nobody ever, nobody ever grew and progressed as a person and 
evolved, I guess, as a person without some kind of major change. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it has to be something negative. Right. Like, yeah. some, you got to crack a few eggs to make an omelet. Long story short. Mm -hmm. That's like, true. You're not happy with... You live with your parents. Your parents love you, and you're like, fuck this, I want to leave. You're going to break their heart. Mm -hmm. So what? They'll get over it. Be nice about it, but be firm about it. Mm -hmm. And that changes the mentality of you and the family. Well, then that's what needs to happen. Because you need to grow. So, so was there some kind of growth you were feeling writing this song, or? I mean, every single song has been about that. Uh -huh. uh, every single song. I mean, a lot of these songs lyrically are old, in the right. sense that like the concept came about like four or five years ago. Uh -huh. um, but um, I mean, as an example, like my, I did go through a really, really horrible time. Right. Um, without getting too much into it, I made mistakes, and I'll just say that my fuck up cost me my entire family mm -hmm. and then w over the like within a, co a couple months my grandfather died so i i just i turned to like whatever could numb it i developed an alcohol addiction i was into pills i had a block of almost a year where i would wake up at six go to work get home at six change go out get fucked up come home at two pass out sweaty at like 3 a.m and then wake up at five to do it again damn and for instance another me which is another one that's there that song came about because one day i legitimately woke up and had a knife in my hand like i was half asleep and almost killed myself mm -hmm. and that's when i was like no i gotta stop this yeah yeah and that was hard to do because like i with everything that i did and everything that happened to me i turned to those things to numb it and i got to a point that i mean i enjoyed myself while i was doing it right then you get fucked up and at, at the time you're like oh this is fun whatever right yeah but i had to get away from that feeling of comfort mm -hmm. because i had to address the things that i did wrong i had to address the things that were going wrong and that's actually what like kick-started that mentality in my head mm -hmm. and so was there there were like a process i guess not really a step-by-step -step, but was there like a process of like I guess from admitting that there was an issue in your life and with with you to actually like I guess getting to a point where you're comfortable changing. Yeah, and uh, actually, there's there's another song that didn't make it to the EP. That's called Reprieve. Mm -hmm. That's actually our longest song when we, when we play it fully. Um, if I think you've seen us at least once. At least once, yeah. yeah. I yeah. don't know if we did it because it's a long song. But if and anyone who's listening to this. Anyone who's seen us, the song where I go up and play drums with Jeff for the intro, that's Reprieve. Uh, Reprieve, Another Me, and there's two songs that didn't make it to the EP. And those three songs together are the steps of that happening. Hmm. Reprieve is about realizing that something's wrong. Reprieve is from a point of view where you're in the deep of it and realizing that what you think is proper and right for you is completely fucked up. And it's about accepting that. Mm -hmm. Another me is about confronting that, where you actually look back and say, this is who I am, this is what I cannot be. And that fucking scares me. That's a part of the song. Like, I've seen another me and it fucking scares me. Right. And then plead is about being past that and looking back at that situation, person, action, pretty much saying, fuck you. Like, no, I don't, I'm much better without you. I'm much better without that, everything that I was, and I'm a much better person now. Mm -hmm. So like, learning to move on within yourself kind of thing. Yeah, I'm sure that's, I mean. It was tough. Not like, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
not like I'm sure that it is like I don't deal with that myself, you know, like we're all human and we all deal with these kind of like things, you know, which uh, is like one of the main points of like our first EP, Losses Growth. It's about like, obviously, you know, you need to let go of things. You need to move on from things. You're going to lose things and that's the only way you're going to grow. So it's like, like, I feel like, like, I guess connected with your message in that sense, because that's, that's what I kind of went after for that too. So that's really cool. Um, so there's parentheses in this next name. Can you explain how you read this? Nowhere. Nowhere. It's pronounced nowhere. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, that's, that's just a play on words. Uh, okay. it's, it can be read as nowhere. It can be read as no here. Uh-huh. Uh, that's kind of encompassing like what the song's about. Like the easiest way to explain is the song is about, it's about looking at the end of the world. Okay. It's about analyzing how distorted things can get it's about seeing how how much people can put faith in things that should not have that much weight or credence and it's about coming to terms with people are going to die mm-hmm. like in a, in a literal sense a lot of times like people are going to die like people are wrong not to say that that not to say that we're right and you're wrong it's just yeah. there's so many distorted skewed views of what's right and people are so quick to just say my point of view is right and your point of view is wrong just because it's different and it's that division that's mm-hmm. what's going to kill people right overall mm-hmm. yeah and, it's like what's going to be the main like point of contention and separation yeah. in society and like with humans mm-hmm. and just like relationships yeah. and yeah and definitely like you said just like ultimately it's going to lead to death yeah. You know, however like, that may be. Literal, proverbial, like th- yeah. things, if people don't come to terms with the fact that, yeah, we have different points of views and you just stick to, no, I'm right and that's it, I'm right and that's it, mm-hmm. shit's going to go sideways. Yeah. Like there's got to be some way to learn from any, like, you know, any argument, so to speak. Yeah. It's like the concept of starting a religion. A religion starts with three things, an idea, an argument, and a follower. Mm-hmm. One person has the idea. Another person that has nothing to do with the idea then argues the idea. What's wrong with that? What are you challenging? And then once that's made into something concrete, then you have a follower. Mm-hmm. And that's where things kind of, like people are so focused on the fighting of the idea as opposed to the understanding of the idea. Challenge it. That's fine. Like that's, that's what makes the world go round. Challenging what you're being given. There's no need to fight it. Cause like you and I can like you and I can look at the same wall and I can be like that wall is white and you're saying that the wall's eggshell. It could be wrong. You could look at it and say that wall's yellow. But we've spent so much time fighting over whether it's white or fucking eggshell that we we missed the bus. Like yeah, it's still a wall. We can't get, <laughs> yeah, it's a wall. Who cares? Yeah. Doesn't matter how you see it. It's a wall. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the the minor details really don't change anything. You can choose your battles. Sure, right. Move on. So you open the song with subscribe to this, rejoice for that, mm-hmm. sign up for frailty, uh, the beta's past. Yep. Can you explain that whole sentence, I guess? That's that's like a tongue in cheek way of looking at it. Like subscribe to this, rejoice for that. It's like it's looking at the fact that so many people are so consumed with soaking up what the next big thing is what the what what's this celebrity doing what's that celebrity doing mm-hmm. i don't give a shit what kim kardashian's having for dinner i don't unless she's buying me dinner yeah 
It is funny that that that's the first person that came to my mind. And yeah, yeah. Which it's almost ridiculous in mm-hmm. that sense that like, oh, Cardi B got a divorce. So yeah, did yeah. I get a divorce? Right. I'm not married, but did I get a divorce? Yeah. No, I don't care. <laughs> oh, Cardi B got a divorce. Did that change my life? No, I don't care. <laughs> I don't. Did, did that little piece I'm of sorry. information? Do I hope you guys anything? can work it out. I don't give a shit. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be at the front page on Facebook. Yeah. Right. And so, so you say um, biopsy thoughts. Did I say that right? Mm-hmm. Biopsy. biopsy thoughts. And and what are those? Biopsy. Well, biopsy in of itself is when you cut something out to analyze it. Right. So it's like cutting out a thought to analyze it. Mm-hmm. It's it's it that pulls from the first one. Where it's, uh, it's pointing out people subscribing to this, rejoicing for that, and it's like pulling that thought out. Like, why why do people have to do that? Mm-hmm. Why is it that we have to fixate on so many things? I don't. I love Corey Taylor. I don't care if he had orange juice on Monday. <laughs> right. I don't. Yeah. It's kind of like like that whole like metal sucks thing. Like, oh, Corey Taylor reacts to this. What does Corey person, Taylor like, think of this? Yeah, that's yeah. funny. It's funny, but like. The first does like, it really matter? Funny, like when it's an everyday. Yeah, like, right. When it's a second. and it's not even. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> and the fact that it's yeah, it's not even like a series or anything. It's just like at random. Oh, Corey thinks that the grass should be blue instead of green. It's like, dude, like, he's <laughs> he's a smart dude. He's I, very smart. I respect the hell out of him, but it's oh, no. it's just funny. Yeah, it, it's funny. Like like I guess that they know that people are okay with reading something silly like like what like Corey Taylor thinks the color of the sky is still blue. Like yeah. yes it still What's is. What's that Corey Taylor's take on COVID? Yeah. <laughs> like everything is that Corey Taylor says matters. No. What about Ja Rule? Is he a doctor? <laughs> no? Shut the fuck up. So then so then you say removed from what is this word? Regents. Regents and why? What does that word mean? Uh, well Regents is a like like a high regard, mm-hmm. like like it, it's like a like a pedestal, mm-hmm. like from, like taking away from that, taking that pedestal away from people, like biops like the biopsy thought is. The song is a bit confusing, to a degree, and that was actually the point. Like the, right. the entire point of the song was just, from the point of view of somebody who's stepping back on the edge of the world and just analyzing all this disgusting shit. It's like why are you why are you subscribing to this? I'm pulling this thought out and seeing what you're putting so much weight into. Removing from regions, mm-hmm. like take that, like stop giving that so much weight. Right. Embrace yeah. other things. There's more important things to life. Yeah, and like that. That's kind of what I was getting at with the whole Trump having COVID thing. It's like whether or not he does, and whether or not like that's an issue and and stuff. Like why is there so much emphasis on stuff like that when like you know or anything the internet really is sharing right now kim kardashian like you know and like the i guess people's priorities like i, I mean i i think a part of it is uh it's giving people that sense of escape right yeah which, which we've had for years for decades actually right like there's, there's something's always going to be not necessary but made necessary mm-hmm. that's that's just a common it, it's a fact it's going always going to happen but I've always had an issue with that. And right. I'm sure to a degree we all, we all have. Like, I mean, like you said, there's people dying. There's, there's children that are being kidnapped and sold. Yeah. But nope, let's talk about what this person's having for lunch. Yeah. I don't give a shit yeah. what Kristen Dunst is going to do unless she's coming back for Spider-Man 3. <laughs> then I do care. But <laughs> I don't care that she bought a new dress. Right. Unless she's going to wear it as Mary Jane in Spider-Man 3. 
<laughs> but in which case, don't tell me about yeah. it. I want to be surprised. Exactly. Let me see it. Let it, like, let it be a revelation that she's in the movie. And it's a Spider-Verse movie. Yeah. Yeah. Focus on important things. Right. And it is important. Like I said, he's the president. Love him or hate him. We're not discussing. He's a person. Right. I hope he doesn't die. Mm-hmm. Get better. Yes. And I definitely agree with that. I Yeah. Um, what other interesting lines do we have in this song? I feel like this is like one of the more interesting songs lyrically. Um, it was a challenge. I guess time. one because it's kind of confusing, mm-hmm. and two, there's there's a lot of like I guess bigger words in here. I was say I've pointed. I mean, I I know them because I'm in the same boat as you as far as extensive vocabulary. But I I like uh, uh, I like the word choice on a lot of these because uh, for people, I mean, they're they're not uh, I mean some of them can be hard to pronounce if you've never heard the word if you're not familiar with the word but uh, there's a there's a happy medium between straightforward and then um, like the word permeant mm-hmm. like I have that in a to be released myriad song nice per- people probably can put permeance and like, oh, you mean the line of uh, pugilistic prominence? Yeah, yeah. And then, like, but like right, at, like a right above that, you know, it's simple. Your goddess, Pariah, the world is on fire. You know, mm-hmm. like uh, straightforward. And then you throw in like just the right amount of. And there will be some people that pull up the dictionary and be like, "What the fuck does that mean?" <laughs> Dalliance? What is that? Like, so, um, for um, not as intelligent people like me. <laughs> What do those words mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, pick one and we'll do it bit by bit. What is a... Dalliance. 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 Dalliance, yeah. Beauty. Okay. That's something that's... I mean, like... So well, why, why didn't you just say beauty? I don't know. Like I said, like... That, is I, it I, I can't, continued beauty? Like, I mean... It's, yeah, so you just like, go for, like, that more... Yeah, yeah I'm, I, I don't... And I don't know. Like, I, it... Honestly, it would have been harder for me to write... Butchered Beauty... Uh-huh. Instead of discontinued dalliance, uh-huh. especially because of like how this like how the song flowed in my head, it's like discontinued dalliance, mm-hmm. reap and rape, remember. So, so do you do it for more of a flow thing, yeah. like lyrically, and or is it like a vibe? I, like I, I have, I have like a like a click track in my head almost. Yeah, that it's like a juxtaposed click track where like I hear how I want the song to go in my head, hoping to the gods that. That's how the song is gonna sound, right? And it's like as I'm hearing da, 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 the words start coming, and I'm like, okay, discontinue dalliance. That works. Go for it. Uh-huh. And I mean, I, I know what the words mean, right? But, but that's why I said like I couldn't do that and go butcher beauty. <laughs> yeah. I, just, I probably could. It just that's not how my mind works. And you'd yeah. definitely be playing against the syllables too. Like you'd have to butcher. Beauty, like, to get that in <laughs> I'm that sure timing. it could be like, done, but I, yeah. I don't know. I, I like it like that. Yeah, does it just feel like more uh, like uh, appropriate, you're saying? My, my intent as a vocalist has always been to make someone look at the lyrics and go, what the fuck? Yeah. And then I've, I've never want, I never want to write a song that someone can just look at and go, that's it. Mm-hmm. Like even, even if you, some, like even if you get exactly what, like what it means to me, I never want someone to just look at the lyrics and be like, okay, cool. I want 
people to look at it and think about kind it. Kind of think about it, yeah. yeah. Like, I want you to process it. I right. want, that just goes back to everything I've said before. Like, I don't, I don't want to just give you this bottle of water and say, look, it's Zephyr Hills. <laughs> like, I want you to read it. I want you to take it and I want you to soak it and I want you to think about it. I want you to take your time and just fucking experience it. Uh-huh. And if that means having to go, what the hell does that word mean? Let me pop up Google. Okay, Donald's yeah. beauty. Got it. Like you said, why the hell couldn't you just said beauty? Because you wouldn't have thought about it. Yeah. It wouldn't have stuck in your head because it just said the word beauty. It's funny, like like um my the first lyricist I ever loved was Tim from Azalea Dying. Yep. And wait, um, wait, before or after you try to kill his wife? <laughs> before. Pre jail? <laughs> <laughs> um the the um Powerless Rise album was the first album that really captured me my first one's frail was collapsed yeah well i mean i love them as a yeah. band from that stage like oh, you know early on mm-hmm. yeah but but it was like lyrically i was really amazed from the powerless rise oh he's a he's a wonderful lyricist and so that was the first band that i ever sat there and really like analyzed their mm-hmm. lyrics you know and then sat and um like pulled open the dictionary or whatever whenever i needed to figure out what well, that word have meant. you heard the new one yeah yeah <laughs> Even though it's a great album. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, he tried to kill his wife. It's a great album. That's I love the album. <laughs> it's great. Like, it's great songs. Even though every single track is just a, a, a sensationalized version of I'm sorry I tried to kill you. Yeah. I know like, I fucked up. I'm sorry well, I tried like, to kill you. Like, whatever he was talking about, like, I definitely agree. You could kind of hear him kind of, I guess, struggle to figure himself out as a vocalist again. I mean, it's... It, which it's makes a, sense. It's a process. He yeah. was in jail. Right. Like, he was caught by an undercover cop trying to kill his wife. Well, trying to hide the undercover cop to kill his wife. Yeah. He spent some time in jail. Uh-huh. Just like a Lamb of God when, when Randy was locked up. Yeah. They put out Storm, uh, Storm on Drown. I think that that's one of their best albums. Mm-hmm. It's definitely the most versatile album. I've never heard that motherfucker do cleans. Yeah. And he, mm, that's what Melissa Cross does. Yeah, that's and true. And actually, that's the, that Zen of Screaming, that's what, that's what I use to go from being decent to sounding, feeling comfortable how I sound now. Right, right. That's, that's awesome. And yeah, no, I've heard plenty of like really good reviews uh from melissa cross's stuff and clearly like the people she's worked with you know it's like 20 bucks dvd on amazon it it goes into the science of it Mm -hmm. it taught me how to go from everyone breathes differently it taught me how to go from just anything from my stomach to doing rib breathing so i actually breathe outward from my ribs Mm -hmm. if i feel my shoulders go up i'm not doing it right right and like learning through there i was able to actually my range increased my pitch control increase. I was able to go lower when I needed to, higher when I needed to, and have more control over it. Mm-hmm. Night and day. Does it work for mouth breathers? Because I barely breathe through my nose ever. <laughs> no, no, just in general. <laughs> 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 but yeah, like back to the the idea of like vocalist. That was the first time I ever like started to like have to bust out the dictionary to to get through a song, you know, lyrically. But it stuck with you. But exactly, that's the that's thing. It's like you know, I felt more invested in that band mm-hmm. because I had to think about it and yep. figure out what that really meant. You know, it, I. The way I see it, and you guys might agree with me, when you when you have that style of writing, it almost it almost challenges the listener to develop a relationship with you. Right. Yeah. Like, and and not only that, but like it kind of like not disregards, but it kind of like um, it draws a line between people who don't have that want to that relationship with you. You know, it's, it's like this it's is nothing against it's, this is for you or that's not. Yeah. No. And it's nothing at all against other like other styles of writing at all. Yeah. Like I know for a fact that I could probably like shit. It's We've been at this for a while. I can probably be late for work tomorrow going into the different vocalist vocal styles that I know of in the local scene. 
it's not a discredit to any one of them because mm-hmm. I can't I can't off the top of my head think of a bad vocalist in town right now I can't they're different different writing styles different right. singing styles but they're all fucking great mm-hmm. but I feel that if you can if you can have at least one person look at a set of lyrics and be like like you said with the As I Dying album you have to go in and you have to look up what that means right. at that point like we said it almost it challenges you and then forces you yeah to have a relationship because you had to actually interact with that on a deep like clearly you had like a level mm-hmm. of interest in it but now you have to be invested yep. in it you got to jump in mm-hmm. you can't just watch the season opener you got to watch the season <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah yeah so i guess lightning round we're just going to go through a couple of random words yep. that i just really don't fucking know um <laughs> dummy <laughs> <laughs> that is someone who is slow and doesn't understand <laughs> what is pugilistic okay i tried Someone who's very good at what they do. Okay. It's a it's it's a term used for uh, precision. Mm-hmm. It's something that's actually commonly used for boxers. Okay. Like very like precision boxers. Like let's say Mayweather, he could be considered a pugilist mm-hmm. because of how like accurate perfect. kind of thing. It, it, it's a term for accuracy. Right. Okay. That's cool. And what does that um, line mean in this? Pugilistic preeminence. Mm-hmm. It's about it's about the accuracy of. It's about attaining, like, permanence. I just answered a word with a word. It's about, it's, it, it's like, it's about being good at staying. It's about being good at having that staying power for better or for worse. Okay. That's really cool. Like, like um, that, uh, what, is, what do you call it? Oh, I see what you did here. Okay. You got, what, are the, what do they call that? Consonants thing? Y'all are smart. I'm not. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. You did that that cool thing where you repeat like the first letters and stuff. And oh, I'm obsessed with that. Yeah. And I I hate it, but it just it happens. And sometimes I catch myself like, no, this first line starts with P. So I gotta find something that starts with P so mm-hmm. I can have that. Yeah. That like. Sometimes yeah. it works. Sometimes it doesn't. It's almost like a rhythmic thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it's pretty like a, cool. It's a, a mnemonic device. Almost. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And so what is. Uh, quarrels in quarterly. Quarterly. Qu- I can't even say that. Well, Quar- quarter- a little bit of a tongue twister. Yeah, yeah. Uh, quarterly quarrels will come and go. The more, the less you listen, the more you know. Uh-huh. Uh Quarterly quarrels. That's uh, that's like routine, routine fights. Like the 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 concept of knowing that there is going to be time frames when there's contention. There's going to be time frames where things are presented, challenged. Quarterly quarrels. There's there's going to be a constant change happening the mm-hmm. next big thing the next bad thing the next good thing right and i guess the the quarterly part is like you can absolutely count on it happening oh yeah it's, it's like clockwork <laughs> right that's that's amazing and the less you listen the more you know right like that that like that entire part it's it, it's it kind of like poetic in a sense yeah i mean like that entire con like that entire section there is it's looking at it from both sides mm-hmm like on one end, yeah, there's gonna be a hell of a lot of bad, and the less you listen, the more you're gonna know. Like the less you listen to the bullshit, the more you're gonna get it. Right. And then with the same token, there's gonna be a lot of great things, and the less you listen, like just listen, the more you act on it, the more you know. Right. Yeah. It's like you can, fi- like, you have a better chance of figuring things out without like overly analyzing mm-hmm. every you know headline and every source of information, like. Yeah, I, I definitely, I guess, subscribe to that, not playing off your words or anything. But I see what you do. <laughs> no, yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely, I appreciate all of the 
artistic um, word choices because now I'm going to have to bust open the dictionary to <laughs> really figure out what you were saying. And so I challenge you to develop a relationship. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, as a fellow lyricist, I guess, um, not vocalist. <laughs> <laughs> not a vocalist. No, but got away with words though. Um, yeah. Is there a song released or not released that? Brings you back to all the dark times. Reprieve. Reprieve. Yeah, um, that's what I figured, but yeah, I was gonna bring it up then, but I knew he had some more songs yeah. to uh, to dissect. So. I I dislocated my thumb on stage while playing Reprieve once. Intentionally? Um, yeah. No. <laughs> well, well, no, no. Like, like I, I I knelt down and I punched. It was bombshells actually, and I punched the stage and I didn't bend my thumb in. So when I punched the stage, my thumb just actually I can jam my oh. thumb back now because of because that, of that? Fuck it and I had to pop it back into place oh my God. Um, there was a point in time when I could not I there's a point in time where the rest of the band actually I think it was I think it was Zach actually he's like why the fuck do you keep like like why do you want to keep playing the song every time you play it you break down I mean like tears that's why <laughs> yeah I'm like no that's what I said I'm like that's why yeah like I I, I want to I want to go back there I want to I want to go back there every every time we played, and I want to put that out there. I want to mm-hmm. I want to have that relationship because I grew up with that relationship. Mm-hmm. Like I had those bands that we all grew up with, where like you're a teenager sitting at fucking four o'clock in the morning, the world is horrible. Right. What was me and these this collection of albums got you through it. I want to put that out with the hopes that even one person, one person at the fucking Haven or Bombshells or Shovelhead or wherever we play, if one person mm-hmm. in the crowd can look at us or look at me or look at us as a band and go damn i felt that mm-hmm. i did my job right like just just one like ounce yeah, of emotion one or person. one feeling you know that's one it person. yeah all were the, uh, yeah and thankfully i appreciate the fact that we've gotten that so far mm-hmm. like we have a couple of people that have become really good friends with our uh, really good friends of ours uh, crow morgan uh that's a personal shout out he's on facebook he's an awesome dude he was actually our first organic fan Mm-hmm. organic meaning he wasn't someone that knew us before the band that oh you guys are in the band now no like this motherfucker moved here and he followed us on Instagram and he just fell in love with us based on the music mm-hmm. and he like he's one of my best friends right same thing with another friend of mine Lloyd he's a he's he's in a band called Primal Vice they haven't really done much yet they're getting things going but that goes back to what we said um, helping out the newer bands mm-hmm. and like those are two examples of people that because of that connection that thankfully we were able to establish we become great friends and i i adore that that's the entire reason why i'm doing this right and why i will always do it Mm kind of like 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 you said earlier the the paying it forward thing and kind of like you know just keeping the circle or the cycle going Mm -hmm. you know and uh allowing other people to develop the same relationships that you're able to and and because karma is real yeah. yes <laughs> one way or another like no, whether it it's you know I the mean, like lloyd and i bounce lyrics off each other mm-hmm. like to this day he'll write something he's like hey what do you think about this and i'll tell him the truth and i write something I'm like yo what do you think about this he's give he's giving me pointers mm-hmm. and like some people might listen to this and go whoa really i mean i'm not obviously i'm not fucking dave grohl but it's like whoa like you're in a you're in a known established band and some guy that isn't in a known band is giving you pointers yeah yeah, I mean, but like, <laughs> what's the problem? They yeah. have that idea that just takes yeah. you to the next. He's level. smart. Like, he's talented. He is a fan, so he knows what we sound like. He knows what our vibe is. He's got his own set of talents. 
And why would I not take that? And feedback? like you have, he has an opinion that you trust. Exactly. Like, so like, why would I have that feedback? Yeah. Like, a, have you guys heard of a band? Um, another local band, Fabricate. I have not I've heard the name, great. but I, I've never heard any. And I'm, any I'm taking the time to shout people out. I don't give a shit. Yeah, please. <laughs> like, great band. They're actually when the they're I, they're working on their album. Actually, they're recording it. Mm-hmm. Kevin, for instance, Kevin and I have gotten like that. Even though he is not a lyricist, I'll bounce ideas off of him. He'll bounce ideas off of me. He'll come to me for advice. I go to him for advice. Mm-hmm. And they like they would be considered like one of the new bands. Right. I don't care. Like you're talented, you're cool, you make great music. I want to be associated with that. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree. Simple as that. And and that's that's one thing is like you know just appreciating a musician for whatever like you don't have to be in a band that's doing something you don't even have to be like a locally band. right now yeah even just being a musician like yeah. you know going back to the whole bedroom musician concept it's like yeah, that's okay if that's what you want to do you yeah. know and and like i could support that for sure yeah like anybody could could send us a message on instagram or facebook or whatever and say hey i think you guys should try and do this let's try it out Mm-hmm. Let's see how it sounds. It might be cool. Yeah. And if it doesn't, it works out. That person's getting a shout out. Right. That person's gonna get credit. Yeah. And even if you read it and that that idea doesn't vibe with you, it's like, you know, we'll answer. Input. Yeah. 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 Thank you for the input, man. We'll take it into consideration. Yeah. 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 I definitely agree with with that. Like, um, um, just taking whatever kind of outside information in and incorporating that into either your workflow or at least your thought process mm-hmm. behind it. You know. Uh, that I feel like that shows that you as a person are willing to accept change, growth, and all the other things that you're promoting. So um, definitely not full of shit. That's awesome. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm categorized as the person that my favorite phrase is "fuck it." Fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. I say that more often than I'd like to. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. And it sucks because, like we said earlier, sometimes I have been in situations where I'm looking at something. I'm like, this is gonna suck. Yeah. Fuck it. Yep. <laughs> Just Fuck like it. that. Suck it up and do it, you know? Yeah. And like, yeah. I mean, personal relationships, professional relationships, this needs to be said. Yeah. Oh, you're an asshole. Am I wrong? No. Mm-hmm. There you go. I'm sorry for how I said it, but you're a dick. Mm-hmm. So, so one more time, just summing up the EP, what is the message you want to promote, like, in a quick sentence or two? Don't be afraid to destroy yourself and everything around you if it means that it's going to be a better tomorrow. That's amazing and enlightening. <laughs> simple. <laughs> so simple, amazing, and enlightening. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's going to take that sometimes. It's true. Yeah. And like you've kind of expressed through your lyrics and like whatever, um, you you definitely embrace that, you know? Even, even in the process of writing your lyrics with taking multiple drafts and not ex- like excluding certain parts and things like that and yeah yeah you definitely get into that and and le- and really follow through with that message i never throw lyrics away right i just take them out and put them somewhere they else. just yeah they just don't belong there right yeah i definitely agree with that i and got like gigs on my yeah <laughs> notepad app yeah, I, I pay for extra it. iCloud storage just for notes. <laughs> I have two terabytes of iCloud storage just for notes. I don't give a shit about contacts. Right. Notes. Yeah. You heard that. Like, you're not in his phone contacts because he's taken up all the room with <laughs> No, I have plenty of contacts. No, but, like, just, like, a quick, damn it. If you're wondering why he doesn't call you, it's because you're not in his contacts. No, he's actually, got I, hate, I hate talking on the phone. Yeah. Just a quick look at it. In progress, 24. 
this uh-huh. means that these songs are in progress. Like right. new material, four. Finalized songs, 14. Mm-hmm. Covers, five. Just because we like to learn covers, just in case. Yeah. Just for shits and giggles. Yeah. Yeah, that's you never know when like, you know, you're going to do a cover and it's going to resonate with you and you're going to put it out and it's going to resonate. We did a pretty good cover you know? of Aerials. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, kind of interested. Well, it was only once and not a lot of people saw it. Took that album. Those twice. who know the story know the story. I'll leave uh, it at that. There's a story. Yeah. But that's it. Those who know the story know the story. It was good. <laughs> if you know, you know. Yep. If you don't, well, sorry. Oh, that exclusivity kills me. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> With that said, I really appreciate you and your art and you giving your time to just driving an hour, you said? Thank At you. least an hour. My pleasure, man. Thank to, you for to having be me. Here, and, and I appreciate your art and your willingness to put that out because putting out art is a necessity. You are right, man. Thank you. Thank you. And this has been beautiful and episode number hopefully four. Probably. Probably, like probably, probably four. Yes, and I have sure. I have absolutely failed the last three podcasts on promoting anybody's socials. <laughs> Facebook.com, Viedma Music, Viedma Band on Instagram, and that's all we have on social media for now. Sanctuary Sessions is available on pretty much any fucking streaming service you can think of, and yes, that includes Napster. <laughs>